Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, April 11th, and we start with local news. Yesterday, the Murray-Marshall County Solid Waste Board met to discuss the Trinity Business Group's plan to create a mega-dump in Columbia. WKOM-WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the meeting and spoke with County Attorney Daniel Murphy. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch News. Today I'm at um, Henry Horton Park, where the Murray-Marshall County Solid Waste Board has just met. The board considered the application of Trinity to put a mega-dump out on the old Monsanto property and denied it. I'm speaking with County Attorney for Murray County, Dan uh, Murphy. Dan, what does today's uh, decision by this board mean? Well, it is part of the TDEC process by which these applications to turn a six-acre landfill into 384 acres of different type of uh, solid waste materials uh, from all over the region and all over Middle Tennessee technically stops it for now they have there is an appeal process whether they can go to the chancery court in davidson county or they can still proceed with tdec through the permitting process however hopefully with the scenic river bill being passed and ultimately signed by the governor that process will stop and uh hopefully this nonsense will will go away but uh these folks don't want to engage the county they have not engaged the county uh, even though that's what they've said publicly. They've never done done that. All of their applications say that they don't think the Jackson Law applies, which the Jackson Law is where you have to come to the city of Columbia and Murray County to get approval. It's, just a, it's a, a long process by which to get a landfill completed, uh, so there will be many more opportunities for the community to be involved, uh, and we thank you for everyone that came out here today and let their wishes be known to this board and we thank the board for their service and for their decision. And, of course, the Scenic River, which just passed, prohibits uh, landfills within two miles of the Duck River. That's correct. Indeed, uh, Dan, you're right. This uh, hearing room was packed, all mostly from people Murray County opposed to this landfill. And as far as I could tell, other than Trinity itself, uh, every person here was opposed to this landfill. Yeah, I believe you're correct. When they had everyone stand up, I didn't see anybody seated other than the applicants and their attorneys. There you go. Again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, speaking with Murray County Attorney Dan Murphy, where the Murray-Marshall County Solid Waste Board uh, has just denied the application of Trinity for a mega dump out at the old Monsanto property. Murray Regional Medical Center will offer an opportunity to dispose of expired, unused, or unneeded prescription drugs safely and anonymously on Saturday, April 22nd. The free drug take-back event will be held in front of the Murray Regional Medical Center Medical Office Building located at 1222 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. The event will feature a convenient drive through disposal process. Staff members will be present to safely receive items from drivers in their vehicles. The service is free and anonymous with no information required. Once again, we are excited to offer our community members a convenient way to, safe, to safely dispose of unused and unneeded medications, Murray Regional Medical Center Security Director Michael Johnson said. We highly encourage all residents to take advantage of this opportunity to dispose of unused medications, he said. For numerous safety and health precautions, safely disposing of unused medications is extremely important. 
Medication should not be flushed down a toilet or tossed in the trash. In addition, medicines that are kept in home cabinets are susceptible to diversion, misuse, and abuse. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Services Administration's National Survey on Drug Use and Health indicates that most misused and abused prescription drugs are obtained from family and friends, including medications taken from home medicine cabinets. Only medications in pill or patch form should be brought to the upcoming event. The site cannot accept liquids, needles, or sharps. Items should be in their original container, if possible. Yesterday, the Conservatory of Annie Moses opened their Packard Playhouse. Our own Del Kennedy attended their ribbon-cutting to learn more about what the new theater has to offer. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I am on North Main Street in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon-cutting for the Packard Playhouse, which is a part of the Conservatory of Annie Moses. The Packard Playhouse is a venue for plays and for music. The cast of their upcoming play is here in costume. That play is Annie. I'm speaking with Annie Kincaid, who's the proprietor here. Tell us what the Conservatory of Annie Moses and the Packard Playhouse are all about. Oh, my goodness. Well, it is such an exciting time for us. Um, So the Conservatory of Annie Moses is an artist development school that moved to Columbia in October. And it's part of the overall work of my family. We're known as the Annie Moses Band, and we've been performing for over 20 years now. Um, Everything from classical music to Americana. And so this is the place where we work with young people from all over the United States, right here in Columbia. And the Packard Playhouse is the newly renovated performance space right here um, at 614 North Main Street. And we are excited to be hosting our inaugural show Orphan Annie, um, as you all know, songs like Tomorrow and Hard Knock Life, and it's got an incredible troupe of um, young Broadway stars and some veteran actors as well, um, playing Daddy Warbucks and Miss Hannigan and many of those iconic roles, and so we're excited for that to be coming here to Columbia. So cool, and again, all the actors are here in their costumes. Now, the play, Annie, is upcoming here at the Packard Playhouse. When will the performances be? And and uh, tell people about it. Yeah, we are doing nine performances over two weekends. So it starts April the um, April the thirteenth through the fifteenth, and then April the twentieth through the twenty third. So it's two weekends: Thursday through Saturday, and then Thursday through Sunday. And it's going to be a great time. And for more information and tickets, go to PackardPlayhouse.com. All right. Again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio in downtown Columbia, Tennessee, on North Main Street. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting for the Packard Playhouse, which is a part of the Conservatory of Annie Moses. It's a venue for plays and music, and it looks exciting. And Annie Kincaid, congratulations. Thank you so much. Columbia State Community College is excited to announce summer camps at each of its campuses for 2023. The Columbia campus is hosting a 3D printing makerspace camp. This is a five-day camp designed to help students learn how to design and manufacture a product in addition to learning about marketing and selling the product. At the end of the camp, students will make a presentation to showcase their experience. Students do not need to have knowledge of AutoCAD or web design, but do need to feel comfortable using computers. During this camp, students will have fun while learning to work as a team. Also hosted by the Columbia campus is the Music from Around the World Acquire Extravaganza Camp. In this four-day camp, students will experience drumming, comprehend new piano skills, enjoy music games, and take part in choral singing, all while learning music from around the world. The Clifton and Lawrence campuses are hosting a Charger Science Camp. 
Students will participate in a week of science exploration. Each day, they will explore a different field of science with hands-on learning and fun. Activities to explore include orienteering, ecology, dissection, ubiquity, fermentation, microscopy, forensics, physiology, body systems, as well as wildlife animal science, life science, and soil science. The Williamson and Lawrence campuses are hosting a Raspberry Pi makerspace camp. Campers will learn basics for code in Python and use LED lights, buttons, sensors, and motors to complete exciting projects. Students do not need prior coding experience. This camp is designed for beginners, and Columbia State will provide all the necessary instruction and support. Over the course of the camp, campers will work in groups to learn basic skills and practices with the Raspberry Pi. The groups will then be tasked with building a project for showcase by the end of the camp. Students will learn valuable coding and circuit skills while having fun. The Lewisburg and Williamson campuses are hosting a BattleBots Robotics Camp. This is a four-and-a-half-day youth robotic camp for middle school students. The primary goal is to promote excitement for science, technology, engineering, and math. Goals of the camp are learning concepts of programming, engineering practices, and teamwork. Lego Mindstorm's EV3 education kits and program development environment will be used for hands-on building and programming activities. Participants will build several robots during the camp, modifying and programming one for a battle bot competition. The first four days will be allocated to learning basic Lego robot build techniques and programming commands for movement, turning, sensing, and decision-making, along with combining the commands into sequences for solving problems. For the fifth day, participants will run a robot of their own design and build in the competition. Parents are encouraged to attend the competition on the final day. Also hosted by the Williamson campus is a From Script to Screen camp. This three-week conservatory camp will provide students with hands-on experience with professional film and video production equipment and processes. Topics will include pre-production process, like writing and planning, the production process, like grip and electric, lighting, camera operation and sound, and post-production, like media management, editing, color grading, and delivery. In addition, the camp participants will produce, film, and edit a 10-minute documentary on the first feature film to be produced in Tennessee. This year is the 100th anniversary of the first feature made in Tennessee, The Human Mill, which was filmed in Franklin. The camp will produce a documentary on the film, which will be shown at the Tennessee International Indie Film Festival in August of 2023. For more information and to sign up, you can visit www.campusce.net forward slash Columbia State. The City of Columbia contracted with Core Distinction Group to conduct a hotel market feasibility study for Columbia. The recently completed study indicated the greatest need in the area is in downtown for this community of 43,000 people, located just 45 minutes south of Nashville. The city council identified a downtown hotel as a strategic priority given the lack of a centrally located hotel in Columbia, said Assistant City Manager Thad Jablonski. The city's retail recruitment consultants, Retail Strategies, recommended that the city work with Core Distinction Group, the two companies having worked on numerous projects together. The study provides the city, prospective developers, and other stakeholders with data on the feasibility of a downtown hotel, he said. Columbia City Council took the initiative to invest in a hotel market feasibility study as a priority action item of the city's annual strategic plan. 
The feasibility study completed by Core Distinction Group in 2022 indicated a need for an upper mid-scale to upscale hotel with 90 to 100 recommended guest rooms. They also indicated the property should offer amenities such as complimentary breakfast, fitness center, meeting room, pool, and on-site convenience shop. Columbia has many possible locations for a new hotel, but a beautiful downtown area has great potential to be the ideal spot for a new hotel, stated Jessica Junker, managing partner at Cord Distinction Group, LLC. The community of Columbia attracts a great deal of both business and leisure travelers to the area and is currently losing those travelers to neighboring communities. This local economic loss can be recaptured with a new upper-scale hotel product, she said. Core Distinction Group specializes in comprehensive hotel market feasibility studies. With more than 600 hotel market feasibility studies complete, their more than 50 years of hands-on industry experience offers clients a valuable knowledge and understanding of each unique community. A one-size-fits-all approach will never produce a productive and precise outcome. Core Distinction Group delivers custom solutions tailored to the community's specific needs. Additionally, clients return to Core Distinction Group for help with convention or conference center feasibility studies, restaurant feasibility studies, marketing, and much more. Colleagues in the hotel industry turn to Core Distinction Group expert knowledge for training, sales, revenue, marketing, and operations management consulting. The City of Columbia is currently encouraging inquiries from interested developers, particularly those with experience with projects on scale, of the recommendations in the Core Distinction Group Feasibility Study. Please contact Assistant City Manager Thad Jablonski with the City of Columbia if you have interest in learning more about the potential hotel project. You can contact him at tjablonski at columbiatn.com. The Columbia State Community College Foundation recently established a new scholarship endowment from Joe Townsend in memory of his wife, Shirley Reed Townsend, and his daughter, Stephanie Townsend. In February, Joe created the Stephanie, Shirley Reed, and Joe J.W. Townsend Endowment Scholarship Fund to honor the memory of his late wife and daughter. While he now resides in Murfreesboro, Joe was born and raised in Lawrence County. He and his wife always aspire to financially assist high school graduates in Lawrence County to further their education. This endowment will go into the future positively impacting students and bring to remembrance the Townsend family's connections to Lawrence County, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. We appreciate the support and encouragement it will provide to students, she said. The scholarship is available for Lawrence County High School graduates attending Columbia State. The Columbia State Foundation is a 501c3 organization that supports and partners with the college to positively impact student success and the communities in which it serves. The Murray County Chamber and Economic Alliance kicked off their annual Shop Local Passport Adventure, Where's Murray the Mule, last week. This event, presented by Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia, encourages people to discover, explore, and support small businesses across Murray County. Murray Alliance launched this event in 2016 to support local businesses and provide a fun activity for families during spring break and Mule Week. Where's Murray the Mule is just one initiative from the Murray Alliance to help support the small business community, but it is one that both people and businesses look forward to each year. The event has grown every year since its inception and is now a two-week event with 35 participating businesses. 
I've lived in Murray County my whole life and discovered many new businesses while participating in Where's Murray the Mule last year. It was my first time to participate in that event, and me and a friend went to 30 businesses in a single day, said Marvin Russell, the 2022 grand prize winner. Those interested in joining the search for Murray the Mule this year can pick up a passport from any sponsor, including the event sponsor, Stan McNabb Chevrolet of Columbia, Murray Alliance, or any of the 35 participating businesses. Once you have a passport, visit as many local businesses as possible, find the Murray the Mule image hidden at each business, and get your passport stamped or signed by an employee. Visiting at least five businesses will enter you into a participation drawing for local first gift cards. Visiting 20 businesses qualifies you for the grand prize drawing. If you visit 25 businesses, you will get a double entry into the grand prize drawing, and by visiting 30 businesses, you get a triple entry into the grand prize drawing. To be entered into the grand prize drawing, passports must be turned in to the Murray Alliance office by today, April 11th at 5 p.m. Winners will be randomly selected tomorrow, April 12th. Two lucky people will win the grand prize, which is $450 in gift cards from participating businesses. Murray Alliance's local first gift cards will also be given away. Visit www.murrayalliance.com forward slash where's Murray 23 for more information. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Ms. Alexi Shea Hargrove, 27, a resident of Jean Fitzgerald Road in Columbia, died Thursday, April 6th at Vanderbilt Medical Center. Funeral services for Alexi will be on Wednesday, April 12th at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in West Point Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 3 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Bobby Wayne White Sr., 86, a retired employee of Columbia Daily Herald and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, April 8th at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care. Funeral services for Mr. White will be conducted on Thursday at 1 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well, but we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have another beautiful day today with sunny skies and a high of 75 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low of 43. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. 
But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you've given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Representative Justin Jones left the Tennessee Capitol on April 6th, expelled from the House of Representatives for leading a gun control protest from the floor following a deadly Nashville school shooting. On Monday, hundreds of jubilant supporters marched alongside him as he walked up the Capitol steps to take back his seat. I want to welcome the people back to the people's house. I want to welcome democracy back to the people's house, Jones said in his first remarks back on the floor. Last Thursday, members tried to crucify democracy, but today we have a resurrection, he said. In one of its first legislative actions following a shooting at a Nashville elementary school that killed six people, the House Republican supermajority ejected Jones with a 72-25 vote for defying House decorum. 
making Jones the first House member in state history to be removed from elected office for a decorum violation. Members of the House called for the expulsion of Jones, a Democrat from Nashville, Representative Justin Pearson, a Democrat from Memphis, and Representative Gloria Johnson, a Democrat from Knoxville, dubbed the Tennessee Three, after they approached the House podium between bills during the session without being recognized, breaking chamber rules. Jones and Pearson used a megaphone to lead protesters in chants for gun reform, sparking calls from Republican leadership to expel the trio to protect the integrity of House rules. The House supermajority expelled Jones and Pearson after hours of fierce debate, but failed by one vote to achieve the two-thirds majority needed to oust Johnson. Nashville's progressive-leaning council, responsible for filling the Nashville vacancy, unanimously voted Jones back into the District 52 seat on Monday afternoon in a move intended to send a strong message to our state government and across the country that we will not tolerate threats to our democracy, Council Member Delisha Porterfield said. Jones will serve as interim representative until a special election can be held to permanently fill the position. He is eligible to run for re-election. Pearson joined Jones and the throng of supporters on the short walk from the historic Metro Nashville courthouse to the Capitol steps, where Jones picked up a megaphone. Today, we sent a clear message to Speaker Cameron Sexton that the people will not allow his crimes against democracy to happen without challenge, he said. This is not about one person. It's not about one position. It's about a movement of people empowered to restore the soul of what this building should represent, and that is democracy, he said. Chancellor Aishia Miles led Jones in his oath on the steps of the Capitol as cheers erupted from the crowd. When he was done, Jones raised his fist into the air. Minutes later, Jones walked arm in arm with Johnson back into the chamber to raucous cheers from supporters in the galleries. He took his seat just after the House gaveled into session. He had not missed any bill votes since his expulsion on Thursday. Speaker Cameron Sexton, who is among those leading the charge for the trio's expulsion, called on Jones to speak soon after he reclaimed his seat. Today, 78,000 people have a voice in this chamber once again, Jones said. No expulsion, no attempt to silence us will stop us, but only galvanize and strengthen our movement. We continue to show up in the People's House. Power to the people, he said. Sexton gaveled onlookers in the gallery to order twice before Jones finished his speech. In Shelby County, at least one of 13 commissioners has vowed to similarly reappoint Pearson to his House seat. The commission will meet Wednesday to consider the matter. President Joe Biden declared a major disaster in Tennessee after tornadoes touched down in West and Middle Tennessee, destroying homes and causing 15 deaths from April 31st to April 1st. Uh, March 31st to April 1st, rather. With the disaster declaration, federal funding is available to affected individuals and eligible local governments. Certain nonprofits are also eligible in the counties of Cannon, Hardeman, Hardin, Haywood, Lewis, Macon, McNary, Rutherford, Tipton, and Wayne. Federal funding is available on a cost-sharing basis for hazard mitigation measures statewide. Residents and business owners who sustained losses in the designated areas can apply for assistance by going to www.disasterassistance.gov or by calling 800-621-FEMA. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners have the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. There are several excellent concerts coming up this week in Nashville, starting with Luke Combs, who will be playing on Saturday, April 15th at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Luke Combs released his latest album, Getting Old. Special guests will be Lainey Wilson, Riley Green, Cody Johnson, and more. Find tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Also, New Edition is returning with the Legacy Tour. You can find tickets to their concert at Ticketmaster.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.